Well, hello, everyone. I am Matt Williamson. Hope everyone is enjoying this holiday week. I'm sure many of you see the <laughs> Matt Canada firing as your holiday gift. I can understand that. And I'm not 100% disagreeing with you at all. So I am pretty excited about that. But today we are going to talk this Bengals matchup. I got my matchup overview stuff. And then when the Steelers have the ball, needless to say, it's kind of an odd game to preview because new quarterback in Cincinnati, they have to play differently. And new coordinator in Pittsburgh, you know, which is kind of exciting. So here we here's what I got, though. A lot. The Bengals are on a two-game losing streak after losing in Baltimore last Thursday. They're 3-2 and two this year at home. All five the Bengals' losses have been against AFC opponents, and they're 0-3 in the division. Their playoff hopes are basically over, folks. Um, the Steelers dropped to 2-1 and one in the AFC North, so that's not so bad, obviously. Um, Kenny Pickett has won four of his last five starts against divisional opponents. Uh, Cincinnati has been outscored by 24 points this season and the Steelers have been outscored by 29. So there's a lot of things that are similar with these teams, but statistically, and th this is crazy. Listen to this for a second. The turnover differential Steelers are plus 11 best in the NFL, but Bengals are right behind them at plus 10. Only the Niners have more interceptions than Cincy who has 12, but the Steelers have 11. The Steelers have recovered eight fumbles compared to six for Cincinnati. That's the biggest gap they have. In terms of giveaways, both both teams have a league-best eight with six interceptions thrown and two fumbles lost apiece. The Steelers have turned the ball over a league-low 6.1% of their possessions. Cincinnati's second in that category at 7.3%. So it's like mirror image with that. Cincinnati's giving up 402 total yards per game, but producing just 318.6%. Steelers are in a similar boat. They're giving up 384.3 and producing 297.9. So, not great, but similar situation. The Bengals are possessing the football for 30, 30 minutes and 14 seconds per game, while Pittsburgh is only ahead of the Patriots and Seahawks. That's miserable at 27-37. But over the past three games... Both teams are over their season average. Bengals are at 31-30, and Pittsburgh's at 29-19, which is almost respectable. In the two meetings last year, one of which went to overtime, the Bengals won the time of possession battle 75 and 18 seconds to 54 minutes and 42 seconds, combining those two games. The Steelers' opponents have now run 91 more offensive plays than Pittsburgh and have generated 44 more first downs. Pittsburgh's opponents run 68.3 plays per game, the second highest number in the league. It's rough, man. Pittsburgh has 32 fewer passing plays of 15-plus yards this year than their opponents. That's the worst differential in the NFL. But Cincinnati's second worst. They're at minus 28. The Steelers have led on the scoreboard this year for 21.6% of their offensive snaps. That's 27th in the league. The Bengals' opponents have run the ball 65 more times than Cincinnati this season for 574 more yards and average 5.0 yards per attempt compared to 3.9 by the Bengals on the ground. Their opponents also have 11 rushing touchdowns compared to four for Cincinnati. So they're getting dominated in the run game. Good news for Steelers. 
Pittsburgh's opponents averaged seven yards per pass attempt compared to six yards per pass attempt for the Steelers and are generating 69.9 more net passing yards per game than the Steelers. So similar to the Bengals, the rushing differentials destroying the Bengals, the Steelers' passing differential has been brutal on Pittsburgh. But when the Steelers pass for 200 or more yards, they are 4-0. The... Actually, that's not true. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, never mind. I was going to say, that, that changed last week? I did not. Per EPA, the Steelers' first down defense. Yeah, they certainly did not throw for 200 yards last week. What am I thinking? Per EPA, the Steelers' first down defense is better than every team but the Jets' first down defense. Meanwhile, the Bengals' first down defense is worse than every team but the Panthers and Chargers. One team's great on first down defensively. One team stinks. The Bengals and Steelers defenses have the highest average depth of target against them in the NFL. So this has been a trend, too, that people are throwing deep against these teams. Every team remaining on the Bengals schedule currently has a 500 record or better. So they are not going to the playoffs. Um, when uh, Let's take a break here and we'll come back and talk about when the Steelers have the ball. And I am back. When the Steelers have the ball, they average 4.7 yards per play. That's better than only four offenses. Cincinnati allows 6.1, better than only the Broncos. So they're both bad. Bengals defense gave up 6.8 yards per play last week. Cincy is dead last in the league at 6.1 allowed over the past three games. Over the past three games, the Steelers have jumped up to 5.1. So, that's promising. Over the past three games, only Chicago is running the ball a higher percentage of the time than the Steelers. In these three games, they're at 52% run. Pittsburgh has employed 11 personnel for 79% of their offensive snaps. Only four teams use any personnel grouping more often. League average for 11 personnel is at 62.3%. Steelers are at 79. wonder if that starts to change with Firemouth. Jets, Giants, and Patriots are, only, are the only three offenses that convert a series of down into a new series of downs at a lower rate, rate than Pittsburgh. Cincinnati's defense is 31st in success rate, which measures down-to-down efficiency only ahead of Denver. It's amazing how bad the Bengals' D is this year. They're brutal. Pickett has only faced Cincinnati once in his career. That was week 11 last year. In that game, he attempted 42 passes, completed 25 for 265 with a touchdown and no interceptions. That is Pickett's second highest passing yards total of his career. Over the last four games, though, he's averaging 116.3 passing yards and has just one touchdown pass and 4.8 yards per pass attempt. Yuck. Pickett now has the lowest touchdown rate in league history. I told you about that the other day. I mean, go back and listen to that. That's insane. Of all the quarterbacks this season that have attempted 200 passes, Pickett has the fewest attempts and completions in the middle of the field. He had one such completion between the numbers last week. Brutal. Over his past eight games, Pickett has only thrown one interception. During that stretch, he has attempted 205 passes. He also has 175 consecutive passes without an interception. 
but his average depth of target is only higher than eight qualified quarterbacks. George Pickens has been targeted 20 times over the last four games. He has 10 catches for 106 yards, averaging just 26.5 yards per game. He also averages 89 yards in the four games without Deontay, compared to 41 with the six with Johnson in the lineup. Johnson's been targeted 12 times over the last two games, but has just three catches for 33 yards against the Browns and Packers. However, last week was the third time the past four games in which Johnson garnered a target share of 30% or more. So he's still the focal point of the passing game. Calvin Austin, five targets over his past five games and just 22 receiving yards over the last five games. Meanwhile, the Bengals are fourth worst in yards per route run to receivers aligned outside the numbers on the perimeter. In the last two meetings, Fryermuth caught 13 passes for 154 and was targeted 22 times. Last week, he caught one pass for seven yards. For the five games he's played this year, he's been targeted 13 times and averages only 10.6 receiving yards per game. Hasn't received more than a 14.3 target share all season. The Bengals are last in the league in yards per passing attempt allowed. Quarterbacks facing Cincinnati have an average time to throw of 2.78 seconds. That's the second highest in the league. Pittsburgh's offense, though, is being blitzed at the sixth highest rate, and but they're only 20th in pressure rate allowed as an offense. Now, the Jalen Warren stuff's crazy, but here's some stuff for yards. He's at 1.9 yards per route run. That's second in the league with running backs that have 100 routes run. Najee's at 27th, though, so he's doing fine. Trey Hendrickson leads the Bengals with 9.5 sacks. No one else on the roster has more than four. But Sam ha- Sam Hubbard, has his four sacks have come with him missing two games. I'm not sure if he's in play or not. Steelers qu- quarterbacks have been deemed pressured on 39.3% of their dropbacks this, re- this year. Um, that is the fifth highest rate in the league. And the Bengals defense is, they are fourth best in this metric. The Steelers are now up to seventh in EPA per rush. Only three defenses are worse in EPA per rush than Cincinnati. That's going to be the key of the game, you know. Um, All kinds of Jalen Warren stuff here. I'm not going to tell you it because it's in my article and I told you it the other day. Um, Against the Browns last week, though, Najee was stopped at or behind the line of scrimmage on 58.3% of his carries. Pickett's scramble rate, it's up to 3.3, but that's still eight qualified, still eight qualified are scrambling at a lower rate. And that's the cars and cousins and those types. Still needs to scramble more. Steelers have rushed for 172 yards or more in three straight games, and the 172 allowed by Cleveland was the most the Browns have allowed all season. The Ravens rushed for 157 yards against Cincinnati last week. The Bengals' defense is giving up the second most average yards before first contact in the NFL, and only the Broncos are better than Cincinnati in yards per carry allowed. 
and that's going to be where you dominate here. The combination of Logan Wilson and Dax Hill, who I loved coming out of school, not only had, leads the Bengals defenders in snap counts, but between the two, they've been on the field for every play except for five. So between the two of them, they've only missed five plays all year on defense. The average Steelers starting drive has started on their 26.2-yard line. Only the Cardinals and Rams are starting their drives in worse field position. Lastly, and I've told you this many times, you can see this on my Twitter feed, these Steelers far and away have faced the most difficult slate of opposing defenses this season. That's a wrap. I hope everyone's enjoying their holidays. Get some time off. Watch a bunch of football. Uh, drop me a line whenever. Check out my article over and out.